I'm with Aussie actor Daniel Lissing. Welcome to Rabbitohs TV, mate. Where are you at at the moment? Hi, Steve. Uh, thanks very much for having me, first and foremost. Uh, I'm a fan of the podcast, and uh, I'm coming to you from Los Angeles. Tinseltown. Tinseltown, mate. Yeah, not far from Hollywood, actually. Cool. Well, yeah. you, you have 350... But, but what most people don't know is that Hollywood is a bit of a... Uh, a dodgy place. It's a pretty dodgy place, actually. Yeah, well, I, I have been there, so I, I have got to experience You know. That, yeah, you know. You have 358,000 followers just on Instagram alone. So you have a bit of a legion of fans out there. Well, not a bit of a, a legion of fans out there. Absolutely, yeah. I, I've been really lucky. So I, I came over to the States um, uh, about 10 years ago now, and I, I did a job in Hawaii for, for an acting role there. And then in 2013, I had moved to uh, uh, to Los Angeles, and it sort of worked sporadically in different different parts uh, up in Canada and around the states. But uh, I've been lucky, you know, over here, and, and uh, continued to to work through the last decade, and have you know um, accumulated some followers online and all that kind of stuff, which is fine, you know. But uh, online stuff is uh, is what it is. Um, but the work is uh, is really um, you know why I'm uh, why I'm living over here and what I'm passionate about. We'll get to that a little bit later, but we'll wind it back. Where are you from, and what was it like growing up there? Great, yeah. So I grew up in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Uh, I spent my childhood in Maroubra, uh, Maroubra, Matraville, Bondi, uh, and then when I was you know through my twenties, uh, I, I lived in uh, in Bondi for those days, and. Um, life is great in Australia. You know, it's, it is, we are the lucky country. And I believe that Australia really is the land of opportunity nowadays living over here in the States. And you kind of see the differences between uh, two countries that are very, very similar culturally in, in some ways. Uh, but I've been lucky enough to live in, in both countries. I am a, an American citizen, of course, retain my Australian citizenship. Um, because that's where my heart is. Uh, but you do realize living over here, just how lucky we are and how good we have it. And um, that's something that I really miss uh, in, in a lot of different areas of life, but certainly uh, I, I really miss uh, the lifestyle, uh, the community aspects of things. My beloved, our beloved South Sydney Rabbitohs going to the games and, and being part of that community. Exactly, mate. I've got... I've got all my gear around the joint, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you lived at Bondi, but obviously you didn't become a rooster, which was good. But how did you become a South fan? Well, you know what? Uh, I would never have become a rooster. Let's just get that clear. Uh, I'm wearing blue right now, but, you know, let's just... That's all right. Uh, it's good. Okay. my jersey right now. Uh, I'll put it on if you want, though. No, no, it's okay. We got the picture. Good, mate. Uh, yeah, so from day one, you know, I was born into a family um, of avid South Sydney Rabbitohs followers from the time that my family originally was from Europe, right? And they migrated to Australia in the 1950s. I had two sons and a daughter. And um, my father and, and uncle uh, became South Sydney fans when they were children and uh, consequently got their parents and all the whole family sort of, you know, integrated into the society and into the culture. And South Sydney was a huge part of that for my family. 
So my last name is Lissing and my father is Jerry Lissing. And he was um, a member of the board uh, and the marketing com committee for South uh, through the big fight back. And, um, you know, some of your viewers might know the Lissing brothers. Jerry Lissing is, is my dad. Martin Lissing is my uncle. And so when I came along, me and my sister, 18 months later, um, my mum was already a South Sydney Rabbitohs fan. Uh, and I was, uh, I was born into the right family <laughs> <You're> <laughs> because right. I was, yeah, mate. So I, 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 from a, from a very, very early age, I mean, some of my earliest memories, um, going out with the family was, you know, going to the games and, and, uh, certainly with dad, I, I, particularly me and my dad really bonded over and we still do today. That's, I think one of our touchstones in, in our relationship is just how much, um, that, uh, that we love South and, and how big a part of it that was for my childhood and growing up with a father that was so um, passionate about the team. And then consequently, I became um, just as passionate, if not more, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm the same. My dad is a mad South fan and we didn't have a choice of growing up. So, and we've had, <laughs> so, we've, had yeah, we've had Jerry and Martin on the show and, We'll share a link yeah. to that interview in the notes of this video. But yeah, they're great blokes, and they to this day they they love the the bunnies. But did you play footy oh, yeah. as, a, as a young bloke, mate? So I didn't play uh, in any kind of real way. I played a little bit at school. Um, I, I loved the game. Like my father before me, I was a top soccer player growing up, uh, an athlete, a runner. So I was a state runner, a state soccer player, and I, you know, through my early teens, I sort of had. Um, a bit of a switch certainly in my late teens I, I was I had opportunities with um, soccer to go into um, a professional um, pursuit but I just fell in love with music and with the arts and that's where my you know passion and that's where my heart was and so when it came to um, sales for me Sports always been a big, huge part of growing up, especially if you're a kid in Australia. I mean, it, it's just you play all kinds of sport. I mean, I played footy with my mates like nonstop. I played AFL for a little while as well. I did a couple of seasons there, yeah. um, you know, and and it's just sort of ingrained in our culture, isn't it? So when um, I really, you know, was when this is what we were talking about just before you started filming is that. Um, being a Mad South fan and also being so passionate about my music and, and the art that I was doing, I, I wanted to, um, at that early age, give back to that to the club. And that was during that fight back time where uh, where you've played the song on, on your show a few times, but I ended up writing a song when I was like 18 years old for yeah. South. And, um, and, yeah, I mean, that, that was... Uh, that was after a conversation um, with the old man saying, look, I think, uh, I think Souths are out. Uh, uh, we're going to fight. We're going to fight, but um, I don't know if, if we're going to be able to, uh, to pull through, but we're going to give it a go. And, and that's where I was like, okay, I, who am I? I, I got a guitar. <laughs> I got, a, I got a voice. Uh, let me just put something down. And that, that was where that, that started and now uh, here we are today with um, something we can talk about soon, that song that I've given us out. Well, 
that song, I really enjoyed putting a film clip to that because it was only, I could only find you singing it, but no actual video of you. So I put that together and I know all the words and I like the part where you said, with blood on our jerseys and pride in our hearts. And pride now. The cry of the Rabbitohs was there from the start. So, you know, that gives me goosebumps even saying that. So, you know, we both love the club and you obviously... You, the you, words just, you that, gave me goosebumps. Yeah, you know, mate, because yeah. it, it, it is passion. And look, we're fans. I'm, I'm a fan. I, I, I'm, I'm not a player. Uh, you know, I'm not in the sporting world. I'm not a commentator. I'm just simply a, a fan. I've, we, you've got your own life going on. I've got my own life. But there's one commonality and that is the Rabbitohs and, and watching us play. And through the years, you, you go, it's a roller coaster. You know, every game's a roller coaster. Um, the wins are great. The losses hurt like hell. And, you know, then you're, you're in the community and you just wait for the next week. Yeah. <laughs> on you go, man. On you go. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, like when that I wrote that song, that was um, – that that's what I felt. I felt like this, this club – that has is a foundation club. It's been here since 1908, and it isn't just a team. It is a way of life, you know, to so many people. And the community of South Sydney means so much to so many people. And um, yeah, I thought it was a little way that I could uh, give give back at that time. We'll wind it back again. You spoke about your love of music, and how did you get into acting and music and the arts? I know you play guitar as well and sing. Yeah. So, you know, I, as I was saying, I was, I was kind of, I was really blessed, you know, growing up to have a family like I had, uh, I was a very a close-knit family. And, you know, one thing that my parents always sort of instilled in my sister and I was that, um, you know, life's, you can fail at what you don't want to do. So you may as well fail at what you do want to do. So find what you're passionate about and see if you can make a living out of it, right? And, and that was just, I mean, that's, for me, I feel excessively lucky to have uh, parents and role models that um, give, gave me the courage to pursue what I was passionate about. And it kind of, it takes some time, you know, to figure it out. You don't really have it figured out when you're a teenager, and even, even, you know, through my 20s, I'm still going, okay, how am I going to utilize music or acting or writing or, or whatever I was sort of dabbling in into a long-term um, profession? And so, you know, I, I sort of got very inspired by certain songs or music. I get inspired by film and television. And, and when I... I get inspired by great stories, you know, the stories of South, the fight back at South, for example, you know, that for me was like, it's the story of it that's exciting. So when I was like, okay, how can I tell stories? <laughs> I love telling stories that, because that's the things that shape me as a person. That's the thing that shapes all of us. It's the stories that we hear. It's the stories that we tell our kids or that our parents tell us, or that we share with our mates around over a couple of beers, you know? Mm. So so what I was really passionate about was storytelling and, and I've been lucky enough to, to create content over here where I write stories, short film, television. I'm working on a television show. Now I was able to, I'm, I'm an actor as well. I've just, I've done a bunch of work as an actor to tell, to tell story. And it's the same thing with the music that I'm writing as well. And, 
and it's all about connection, telling stories to each other, connecting with each other, and and finding commonality. Because you know, living in the states right now and coming from Australia right now, the political spectrum is really divided. <laughs> but there's there's so much more common commonality. I find that we all have with each other, no matter where we're from. We basically all want the same good things in life for us and the people that we love and our community and our, and our friends and neighbors. And so uh, I think that's uh, the underlying foundation of storytelling is just about connecting with people through um, stories that are universal that, you know, because I always say what comes, what comes from the heart goes to the heart. You know what I mean? And that's, I, I, I really truly believe that, um, that in my world with, acting music writing that it's about connection and um and commonality that's it yep and who doesn't love a good story i know i do and on the show here we that's like it. to say that we connect the rabbitohs community so yeah that's tied in nicely but you're one of a long line of aussie actors that made an appearance on home and away is that how you got your <laughs> got a big break you know it's really funny um so the, the, this is this is crazy um, how I fell into the whole acting world. It was almost by mistake. That was secondary to the very first thing that I did, which was I I was hanging out with a buddy of mine, and I was about eighteen years old. You know, I just just got out of school. I'm still figuring it all out, um, and he was an actor and he, he was going to commercial auditions and things like that. And he's like, why don't you just come along? We'll go to this and then we'll go, whatever, meet our mates, whatever we were doing. And I ended up going to this casting agent's office and just sitting there in the office while he went in and tried out for this commercial. And um, the casting agent came out and said, are you here to do the uh, audition? And I'm like, no. Nah. And she's like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll go in. So I go in there and it turns out that it was for the second Dougie the Pizza Boy commercials. And I walked in there and I ended up booking this job and I did like 30 commercials <laughs> for Pizza Hut over like three years. So from the age of 19, 20 and 21, I was doing commercials, like 10 commercials a year. Uh, and this is like 20 years ago now. Uh, and... Um, that that's sort of how I got my foot in the door. I was terrible. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I had to do like a million takes. So I was like, oh, it's crap. But I really enjoyed sort of being on set and like seeing how, um, how, you know, the crew operates together. And that was just the commercial world, which is a very different kind of world that I'm in now. But that was the, the start of it. And that got me an agent that was going to send me to, like auditions for things like Home and Away or whatever other uh, television shows and whatnot. Yep. And that's how I got into it. And that, that Home and Away gig, uh, again, was one of the first speaking roles outside of commercial world that I had ever done. Yep. Terrible, terrible. Some of the worst acting you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> but, I, but I did it. The director came up to me and he's like, you know, this is a serious scene. Why are you smiling the whole time? I'm like, oh, I'm so really happy to be here. You know, <laughs> like, it's called acting, mate. It's called acting. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> so, you know, that was one of the things that um, 
that got my foot in the door, but then I realized, oh, hang on, you know, if I want to do this in any real way, then I've got to put my head down and do the work to understand what it means, really means to, um, to, to be an actor and, and to be a, an artist in this, this medium. I've dug up a bit of footage of you playing Conrad de Groot, the fiancé of Tatum Novak, played by the very talented Indiana Evans, in an Aussie show called Crowns in 2011. That's right. So Crownies was great. I love that part. That was probably, it's really funny, you know, if I stayed in Australia, I'd, I'd probably have done a hell of a lot more after that show, but I ended up booking in the States and moving over here um, for another show. But I, I did that show. I did 17 episodes of, of that show. I, I only did one season and then they had a Janet King spin-off and things like this. But that was um, working with some, a really uh, great, great actors. One of my really great mates, Todd LaSance, was um, one of the stars of that show. As you said, Indiana Evans. I played her boyfriend. And we had, we had so many, so many uh, fun scenes together. And that, um, that was a great um, learning experience. I felt like, you know, the new kind of new guy on the block because those guys had been working for so long. And that was something that uh, I, uh, yeah, I loved. I loved doing that one. That was fun. It looked like a lot of fun. You're a bit of a bad boy too, I think, at the start. But uh, yeah, um, I was it. And you also played Canadian Mountie. Well, fast forward. You've been in movies and a lot of other stuff, but I've just picked this one. You played Canadian Mountie Jack Thornton in When Calls the Heart. So that's you've yeah, got a lot of fans that show. I think. Yeah, that, that's got to be one of the most popular roles I've done over here. That's it's a period piece show it's almost like a it's almost like a romance novel kind of thing so you, you've got these um middle america fan base that that is um just the most avid fans you can imagine like really um uh a lot in all the best ways just just so engaging and and positive and so I did that show and that shot up just outside of Vancouver um I worked with some great actors on that I, I did that show for five years and then um ended up moving on to some different things that I wanted to pursue so uh yeah that that was um that was a really good one and working with horses on that as well like riding horses that was uh that was by far the best part of that I, I, I really loved that as well as the people you know Cool. My missus yeah. would love that. She's a she's had horses since she was five years old, and there she's a she's a ah oh. loves all that. Um, yeah, so good. yeah. So, um, so how do you go with the American and the Canadian accents? Can you give us a bit of what Jack Thornton would say? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, if you want me to talk with an American accent, I can do it all day long. It's no problem. So, where do you want me to be from in the states? It's what I do for work, man. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to? Is there like a I know Canadian and American can be a little bit different. Is that something that you have to uh, address or not really? Sure. Well, you know, when I, it's funny, you know, I talk to the network and the people that the producers that, uh, that, um, that we're doing when calls the heart and playing a, uh, you know, Northwest mounted police is what they were called back in, back in 1910, which is when the show was set. Um, you, you do want a Canadian accent as it is. And they just like, just keep it standard American. And so I, I find that 
there are a couple of little vowel sounds that this is boring probably for the watchers of this, but oh, well, a I couple little, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but there's a couple of little vowel sound different differences, right? So for example, you can, um, uh, you know, the, the, the vowel sounds really give it, give away, uh, you know, where you're from. So the, you know, the old, uh, a boat, you know, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, exactly with, with the candidates, the O, o sound. Is a little different to the um, yep. to the American uh, sound. So there's standard American, there's New York, there's Southern, and I, I've worked on them all because you know that kind of depending on the character and where they're from and their backstory, you want to be true as true as you can without thinking about the accent or letting that rule rule your performance in in any way. Yeah, I'll get a bit of that from South Park. The the about <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so. Your music and acting scenes have had millions of views on YouTube. A Coldplay cover that you sung has had over a million views on its own. So you're quite popular on that platform. And that's where we're trying to, you know, expand our audience as well. Yeah, great. I mean, uh, there, I tell you, well, I don't know how to say this, but yeah, uh, that's the thing. There's there's this online platform and, and certainly there's shows that I had um, had done as sort of like um, they're, they're pretty avid viewers of whatever uh whatever i do and whatever they do and i i recently i'd love to talk about the new south song that i've just released um shortly but uh yep. that um because that's what it's that's what it's about and I, I really want your um your viewers to to know that, that there's uh this new better song out there that uh, i'm very very proud of you know that i just want gave to the club i can tell you yeah well let's talk about that tell, tell, tell us about it yeah. The new Rabbitohs song. Great. Yeah. So there, there is a new Rabbitohs song. And hey, let me just ask you, brother, are you going to edit this like in your um, way or are you? We, are you we, so far, I'll probably just go up as it is, but you know, we can edit pieces. We might use this piece when you're talking about the song. Yeah. That, that's probably something that we can do. Got, got you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I should have asked that at the start before recording. <laughs> oh, good. No worries. Anyway. All right, brother. Thank you. Um, right. So I, I, ended up watching um this is how this sort of came about again was uh i ended up watching a video that my dad sent to me and the club has is doing this the the fight back series yep. and my old man um and my uncle did uh, an interview on it and they ended up my dad sent it to me and sent the full version of it and it was just you know this is 22 years ago for me when all that was going on um or 23 years ago and uh he sent me the full interview and i'd kind of like forgotten uh, a, a lot about that period of time and exactly how much work went into that that whole fight back and so when i watched the full interview of uh, my dad and my uncle kind of telling from their point of view uh, of their roles and and how it all came about uh, i just felt very inspired again and um it's about i saw that like last year like halfway through last season and in about um i don't know like 20 minutes later i had this sort of outline for a song and i just i just had my guitar next to me i watched the interview i felt inspired and and i wrote a song with that kind of inspiration but for the fans you know, it's it's for the the men and women and kids 
like you know fans like us that supports us through thick and thin and i i love uh anytime i hear glory glory it's a good thing you know what i mean yep. <laughs> when we score a try it's the end of the game when we win it's when we run out onto the field and you know that for me is one of the um that 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 is our song you know what i mean like glory glory to south sydney 2014 grand final i was shooting a show in new york and i'm watching at four o'clock in the morning singing glory glory to south sydney nice. um you know and that was just the one of the best it's the first grand final and only grand final i've seen is win in my lifetime yes um and um and that was just so special so that is south song right mm. but uh there's also in in my opinion, room to modernize some of that um, that musical element of it, and that's something as I was saying before. You know, I, I I'm not a player, I'm not a coach, I don't have a podcast. I, you know what I mean? But I can give to the club that has given me so much in that way. And so, when I I wrote this sort of outline for this song, I ended up. Um, coming up with these lyrics and I really wanted to write something that could be you know enjoyed by all the fans out there in whatever capacity you know I don't care if if it got played at games or if it if it becomes some big thing uh, I genuinely just wrote it for firstly my dad and and then secondly for the fans and I was like oh well I'm going to go record it. So I recorded it about, you know, two months ago now. And the season had just sort of kicked off this year. And I got in touch with this producer and I sort of did it the way I wanted to do it. And then I sent it to the old man and he was like, we got to, we got to send this to South and see if they want to use it. I'm like, that'd be awesome. So I jumped on the phone with the, the club and um, we ended up having a conversation. They're like, what do you want for? I was like, nothing just it's yours you, you use it you know and you know they they said i oh, will give you some tickets when you come back to sydney or you know when you're uh you can have uh, some merchandise and i'm like great no worries let's do it <laughs> so they just signed a contract with the song um till the end of 2023 just to use it however they want and i i say to you my friend steve please just go ahead and play it on the show anytime you want as much as you want mate because really it's well. for the fans. Good. Yeah. Thank you. It's for the fans. Um, it's for the club. That's uh, like, you know, meant so much to, to me and my family for my entire life. And yeah, that's just a little thing that I can contribute to, to South. Can you give us a bit of the chorus, mate? Please. <laughs> you want me to sing? Yeah, go on. Why not? Just let us know what, what, it, what it's about for those that haven't heard it. Well, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to sound coming through the, uh, it's okay. through the speaker. That's Hang right. on one second. Let me get my guitar. Hang on one second. Hang I'll on. get your guitar. That's even better. Let's see if you can actually hear it, though. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm sure we'll be... Uh... Yeah, what have we got here? You hear that all right? That's fine, yeah.
We'll certainly clip that bit up anyway. That'll get edited into uh, for years. But that was awesome, mate. The, the audio obviously wasn't done, uh, but we got the idea. That was really good, mate. And, and obviously, that yeah, comes from the heart. Oh, 100%, mate. You know, like anything to do with sales comes from the heart, you know, because that's what it's about, really. It's about the passion for the club. It's about, I mean, it's just such a great game. I, I, I watch every game in every round from every team because I like to see what the competition is doing, number one. Yep. Uh, I like to, I love the game. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, I, uh, I, <laughs> you know, we can't help it as fans to sort of like analyze and put out, put our two cents in with the way we think things should be. But I, I really, I'd have those discussions with my dad, you know, all the time. <laughs> um, but really it's just about, you know, the joy of, of watching South win. It sucks when they lose for me. I hate it. I have a, like a bad day when we lose. When we lose, I'm like, oh, this day's ruined, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but when we win, I'm like, today's going to be a great day because yeah. I watch it. Same. For me, yeah, brother, you get it. Yeah. So for me, it's like, you know, I, I have the uh, app that I can live stream it on. And I... I because the games for me are like three o'clock in the morning or something like that. So sometimes I'll watch live. Yep. Certainly if it's a big game. I like, you know, uh, I uh, certainly through the finals, I watch them all live. If I'm up for it, I'll stay up. But usually it's first thing I, I wake up in the morning. I don't look at my phone. I tell dad, don't <laughs> bloody text me. All right. And, and then, and then I'll, and then I'll stream it and, um, and, uh, and just, yeah, watch it, but it's it's like this is how I start my day. You know what I mean. So if if we win, I'm like, oh yeah, we're all we're on today, baby. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. So have you performed yeah, that song? Like I know that you've got the film clips, and I made a film clip for the album. But have you actually been in the studio and been filmed singing the song? Because I think that might be something that I don't know if if, if you're up for it. It'd be good if you could do that for us as uh, at some stage. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to jump into the studio. Look, you know, if you see on my Instagram, I put together a little, um, a little uh, clip uh, of yep. the song. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and some of the plays, uh, my wife helped me, help me put that together. She's very, um, you know, savvy with all the social media stuff. I'm like yep. hopeless, but, um, uh, but I would be more than happy to uh, to do something like that and then put the song over it, you know what I mean? Just to put a little clip together and you, you guys can use it as, as yeah. you will. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I mean, it'd be good just to see you doing what you did then and perform it live without any of the other stuff, but I'll leave it up to you. Yeah. Leave it with you. And yeah. yeah. Okay, so you mentioned your wife. I think you got married, you know, you see all the media stuff about your relationship. You got married in 2020, but I think you met in Iceland. 
Tell us we about did Nadia. meet in Iceland. Tell us about Nadia. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nadia, uh, she's from Poland. So she was born and raised just outside Krakow in a small town. And in 2018, we met in, um, in, in Iceland, in Reykjavik. I was just there with a mate of mine traveling around. I'd been there in 2016. And I, I'm just a huge, um, I'm, I'm a really big uh, fan of that country. I just think it's just one of the most beautiful, beautiful places in the world. Um, uh, yeah, stunning. So I was, one night in Reykjavik, before we end up going on this big road trip, me and my buddy around the, around the country, um, I walked into a bar and I saw this girl there and I thought, she's all right. And, you know, went up and gave it a shot and it went all right. <laughs> so, so um, we sort of hung out a little bit there. And then, and then when I had come back to, to LA, she had, um, you know, uh, gone, gone back to, to Poland and we kind of just stayed in touch. And it was one of those things where it's like, hang on, that maybe wasn't just a, a summer holiday fling. Maybe there's something more to this. And so we end up meeting meeting again and and one thing led to another and i was like you you just got to come to los angeles and and give this thing a crack because i'm not living in bloody poland and um and uh she uh she came over and we um we've been together ever since you know i mean i don't think there's been more than a week or two that we've been apart even when i've been working she sort of has been able to um you know come on come on the jobs with me and she does her thing remotely as well. So that works for us. And it's been great. We've got a little dog now as well. We've been married for nearly three years um, in uh, coming up this year. And yeah, life is good, you know. So we're just kind of, you know, starting that. Um, and I never thought I would do it, by the way. You know, I, <laughs> I never thought that I would be the settling down kind of type. But um no, I'm uh, I'm a very happy man, and it's just that new chapter in life where you sort of go, all right, uh, enough fooling around. Uh, I'm gonna want to, you know, if you want, if you want to have, um, you know, kids and a family and the, the whole shebang, you better get cracking at some point. So, yeah. Well, I've been married for 28 years, mate, and you know, you find the right woman, you marry, <laughs> you know, happily married. You know, if you find the one. You know it. You just know it. And uh, and congratulations to you and Nadia. I just thought I'd mention, get, let you give your better half a mention. And um, thank you. What, what else do you like doing besides acting and singing? Any American sports yeah. or anything like that? Or yeah, I am down a bit. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know the the American sports here. Um, you have to tell me the secret to a 28-year marriage as well, mate, because that's yeah. impressive. So well done. <laughs> Do as you're told. <laughs> no, no, no. Just you got you got to you got to uh, share you know, a mutual love for each other and you know, a lot of interests. You know, we've got a lot in common. You know, but um, mm. yeah, it's just it's, it's sometimes it's hard to explain. We got two grown-up daughters, and you know, we couldn't yeah. be happier. But um, yeah, so you're on the, that's you're awesome, on the start mate. of that. Yeah, on the start of that, and uh, she's she's getting right into the south now as well. You know, it took right. her a little bit of time. Yep. You know what I mean, coming from Poland, but she's yeah, she's she's on she's on board now. So that's good. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, mate. You know, look, I, I spend so much of my time kind of uh, uh, working and writing, and uh, I've got a, a production company, and I've got a couple of other businesses, so I, I have a 
I invested in a, a vodka company. I've invested in um, a fast food vegan burger joint. So we're using nice. all plant-based. Yeah, Beyond Meat is is our partner with that one. And uh, we've got four stores in the Sacramento area, moving into the Bay Area. Wow. Um, it's called Burger Patch. And I've got an entertainment company as well in Vegas. And we get, we're, we're part of the Electric Daisy Carnival, which is a big um, music festival. We're working with a team called Insomniac with that one. And we're, we're creating, um, you know, live uh, entertainment experiences involved with, you know, culinary um, experience as well as entertainment experience. So kind of like supper club stuff, really high level food and cocktails, and whatever, and blah, blah, blah. So I do, I got my, my, uh, yeah, mate, you know, I try and have my finger in a lot of pies and I do my best to keep things interesting and, um, and exciting uh, and always try and get out of my comfort zone with whatever it is so if it's um if it's in the entertainment space or business space or whatever that's great but um you know it's that curiosity um for all kinds of different things that uh, keeps life for me um very um interesting and exciting and that's uh you know i i just want to try everything and do everything i possibly can while i'm here Oh, we'll let you go, mate. You're heading home anytime soon. We catch up at the footy for a, a beer and a pie. <laughs> we have to. Yes, I need to yes. buy you a beer, mate, for having me on and for all you all do right. for the community of South and Rabbitohs TV is just awesome. And yeah, definitely. So I'll, I'll plan to come home before the end of the season anyway this year and, and um, we'll, we'll just get together and get with the family and go to a game. Daniel Listing, thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs TV. Thanks, Steve.